Coming up on podcast 1632, the Chevy Bolt goes back up the sales chart. Stick around, I'll tell you more. Also on the show today, talking to sales, Model Y could be on track for a big record. GMC Sierra EV in all its ridiculousness gets unveiled. And uh, why don't more car makers use Google, the Android system, inside their vehicles? Well, we'll discuss on the podcast today and give our thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters at the end. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. It's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for Sunday, 23rd of October. My name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story so you don't have to. Uh, the podcast this month is sponsored by And Charge, the app that's now available in the UK. And they're launching with Ionity and a high-level reward right now. So you answer five quick questions about the charge location and get paid 10 kilometres per station. Gather 60 kilometres and you can redeem that for £5 to spend at Amazon Vouchers and more. Uh, not only do you earn credits for taking part in the app, but if you take part in the challenges, they set you to report on the condition of charging stations around the country. Uh, you can detect an issue, you can pass it on, they'll let the network operator know. You can download the And Charge app now, so get it, just search And Charge in your app store. Now we'll start with the headline story. The most affordable EV on the US market is once again a sales champion. Uh, the battery range is great on this thing. The charging is... It's, it, it charges and uh, the price tag is exactly what you want it to be. So no, you can't drive you know across multiple states. No, it won't charge at 250 kilowatts. No, it hasn't got a six-figure price tag. That's not the point of the Chevy Bolt. The good old Chevy Bolt, earnest and dated according to Bloomberg, but leading the pack of Tesla chasers, uh, posting a record of almost 15,000 units sold last month. Of course, the Bolt has one critical superlative to its credit, says Bloomberg. It's the cheapest EV on offer. It's essentially giving the people what they want, says Edmunds. When you price everything up and every generation of vehicle is costing more and getting bigger, you have more space at the bottom of the market. And on the price, the Bolt is zigging where its other's rivals are zagging. While other people put the price up, the Bolt had a $6,000 discount. Window sticker is $27,000 now. Even the Nissan Leaf, which really... I like the Leaf a lot, but in the US, particularly with the availability of Chatamo or lack of is a brave decision. Uh, in today's field of show ponies, says Bloomberg, its inconspicuousness is its most discernible trait. The car is neither large nor fast. Even its utility variant, the EUV, uh, travels uh, 247 miles on a charge, and whilst it does charge very, very slowly, um, it has got things like CarPlay. And you know what? When you're in a car that's got Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, how I use CarPlay in my mighty, mighty MG that costs 20 grand is exactly the same as you use CarPlay in a car that costs 100 grand. <laughs> I will pop a link to that story in the show notes if you'd like to read more. I'm pleased. I forget to talk about the Bolt because I don't have it here. And I'm pleased because it's a fabulous vehicle. It doesn't win anything apart from being the cheapest. And it's still a rock-solid car that when I hear from owners of them, People just love them, and that's fantastic. Uh, there is also another vehicle that could be setting records, and that is the Tesla 
Model Y, on track to beat the Ford F-150. Sales, according to one particular estimate, picked up by Teslarati.com. While Tesla combines the sales of 3 and Y in its quarterly reports, Bloomberg estimates that Tesla has sold about 200,000 Ys in the third quarter. If these estimates are correct, it would mean Tesla's sold over half a million for the year so far. For context, Bloomberg estimated earlier this year the Tesla would sell about 800,000 Model Ys by the end of the year. That makes it one of the best-selling vehicles on the planet. Amidst its rise in the global auto rankings, the Model Y has overtaken some other household names. The Ford F-150, for example, sold 562,000 units last year and for many years seemed untouchable for an electric vehicle. But the Model Y might have overtaken the best-selling pickup in the third quarter of this year alone. Teslarati writes, With Model Y sales expected to climb for the remaining months of the year, the all-electric crossover should beat the pickup truck for the full year. It's really impressive. Particularly in the US, I think, because the market is, I mean, the US market is so Tesla heavy, uh, particularly there, and also particularly China. They're making so many for export as well. Uh, my wife has kind of ruled out the Model Y in our driveway based on price, because... She loved it. We had it uh, from Richard, my friend at RSEV. Uh, we had it for uh, maybe a week in the driveway, and uh, she didn't really want to drive it because she prefers kind of smaller cars. But um, she was like, this is nice. This is okay because we'd come off the back of having the ID3. It was obviously bigger. She liked it. And she's like, like, what's this? Like 35, 38, maybe 40,000 pounds. <laughs> I'm like, this is 60,000 pounds plus. And she's like, okay, well, it's not worth that. It's a, it, she liked it, but she was blown away by the price and i said yeah well you know if you want one you want one people do what's known as the tesla stretch and she just looked at me and went no no uh i mean much like this is the reason we're married much like me she likes value and um i i, I kind of see her point if you want one you want one and you'll you know You'll move heaven and earth to get one. Uh, but that's why. Maybe that's why we both drive the mighty, mighty MG. Uh, fantastic news there from the uh, the Model Y sales numbers. Now, a new vehicle being up uh, unveiled this week is the GMC Sierra EV Denali Edition, and it's already sold out. Uh, it's not a vehicle that we get over here. I haven't got the GMC brand. Uh, Denali means nothing to me, so I checked in with my US friends, and they went, oh, no, Denali means special. Denali means the classy version. If the Silverado EV wasn't your cup of tea, perhaps the, perhaps the Sierra EV from GMC will be, says Autoblog. The Sierra rides on the Ultium platform, and it's being offered in crew cab form at launch. The designers emphasized its upright stance and proportions as typical truck styling. Close examination will show a lot of curved edges and focus on aerodynamics, though. Autoblog says the rear features GMC's Multipro tailgate like the Silverado uh, with the fancy mid-gate. They call it the Multipro mid-gate. There you go. Uh, it's the same tech used here as in the Silverado EV under the skin, of course, Ultium platform, under the skin, very much a Silverado. Um, and you can use the tailgate stopper feature with the tailgate down to get like 11 feet of, of storage in there. Open up the mid-gate with its 60-40 split and more length. All of the powertrain and battery tech is similar to the Silverado. Uh, two electric motors, all-wheel drive, 754 horsepower in max power mode, 0 to 64 and a half seconds. This is a huge vehicle. It's ridiculous for uh, you know what it'll be used for, uh, which is never going anywhere, Trucky. It is a really nice vehicle inside. Interior, 
looks like I say, very classy. It's got the uh, portrait screen. So it's a 16.8-inch portrait screen. And if you look at this and thought, that looks like the Ford F-150, uh, I couldn't disagree with you, uh, by the way. Very similar inside. Uh, the Denali edition is already sold out, and that doesn't really mean anything unless they tell us how many they'd put in the order book. So they put 10 for sale and they sold 10, then that's not very good. If they had 100,000 of them, and they've sold all of them, well, that would be spectacular. Uh, we don't know, though. But anyway, they say they've sold out of the edition one. It, that largely means nothing. It makes a nice headline, um, doesn't it? But if you're going to spend six figures on a truck, uh, then they've got the truck for you. There will be a $50,000 version of this. And I, I said this to, to some of my American friends trying to be respectful. I said, look, some American interiors aren't always the classiest. They, they sort of hurt my eyes a little bit compared to sort of my preference, a bit more sort of German. Uh, and they said, no, that's, that's what the Denali edition is. It's understated. So very, I said, is it very un-American? And they sort of looked at me and went... Uh, of course, it is a fantastic vehicle. And congratulations if you've ordered one now. Let's talk a little bit uh, about how automakers are spending more money than ever before going electric. If there's ever a, I don't know, you meet someone, they're just not sure that this electric thing is going to happen... You can remind them of things like this. The world's top car makers are planning on spending $1.2 trillion until 2030 to produce millions of EVs and batteries to power them and the raw materials to support the production as well, according to new Reuters analysis yesterday. Uh, the EV investment figure, which has, hasn't been previously published, dwarfs the previous estimates by Reuters and is more than twice the most recent calculation. According to Reuters.com, car makers have forecast plans to build 54 million battery electric vehicles by 2030, uh, representing a 50% of the total vehicle production. To support that level of EVs, car makers and their battery partners are planning on installing 5.8 terawatt hours of battery production capacity by 2030, according to Benchmark Mineral Intelligence. There's no doubt this EV thing is happening. And what am I, 1,600 shows into this podcast? You know, Four or five years ago, I think there was any doubt it was happening. I didn't know the speed it would happen. I was convinced, but trying not to be blinkered. And it's been the most incredible journey to be on, to talk to you, the privilege of uh, of your time and talking about this every day for the last four and a half years or so. And uh, the progress has been truly astonishing. It's why it's so confusing for the last few holdout car companies to deny that electric vehicles are happening quickly. Here's looking at you, Toyota. And it's just amazing to watch it to watch it happen. $1.2 trillion of investment by the end of the decade. Truly, truly impressive. Right, coming up next, perhaps a correction on yesterday or maybe some elaboration on a story and why China at times talks out of both sides of their mouth when it comes to cleaning up... Stick around, those stories are on the way. Okay, so thanks to the listener that forwarded on this story. Yesterday I was talking about how Hyundai have, according to a single German report, pulled out of their landmark project in Switzerland for hydrogen trucking. And I did mention that, that it was just a single story, uh, translated from German, uh, but it, it seemed it seemed pretty legit, but with, you know, with a few caution question marks next to it. Well, thank you for sending on this end, uh, this sort of insight from Electrive.com. Hyundai did respond to that story and said that they were not going to completely cancel the hydrogen program, stating on LinkedIn, neither Hyundai nor their partners involved in the hydrogen trucking 
kind of ecosystem in Switzerland, intends to stop. Hyundai did admit, though, that the current delivery situation for hydrogen isn't ideal, but it doesn't mean that they're going to stop. Uh, The unpredictable disruption in the energy market affects the availability and costs of electricity from sustainable energy sources. This includes the production costs of green hydrogen in the short and medium term. Nevertheless, all players in the hydrogen ecosystem are fully committed to their goals and expanding and developing solutions to adapt the overall system to the new situation, said the statement on LinkedIn. So the issue here is that this isn't about using hydrogen created from fossil fuels. This is about green hydrogen from renewables. There's an energy crisis in Europe right now. And if there's any energy going anywhere, it'll be to keep the lights on and to keep homes warm this winter, uh, not to do, not to make hydrogen and to do some uh, some trucking projects. So I, I get the feeling that they were true in what they said, we're not cancelling the project, uh, but I can imagine there's maybe some wiggle room they've left in there as well. It's interesting how this energy crisis, which isn't because of the Russian gas being turned off, but that is a contributory factor. It's not because of the war in Ukraine, but that does contribute. It's not just because uh, you know many countries like mine, the UK, over the over the last few years, has been on on a kind of an, an ideological crusade close down any gas storage, um, which has now come back to bite us on the bum because uh, now we wish we had some gas stored. And, of course, we use gas to make electricity and turbines, and so that is what's causing the price spikes amongst many other things. There's a lot of interconnects around Europe as well, and, and it's interesting how uh, the EU, this big melting pot that's meant to be a – that is a, it is a single market that, we, that we're in, uh, just to explain things, and it is – the energy market is, uh, you know, different country to country. But when when the the proverbial hits the fan, it's interesting how many countries look inwards. And uh, you know, Germany have provided a multi-billion, that's like fifty billion euro bailout in their country to subsidise energy prices. Uh, which other European countries, the smaller ones. You know, I think that was Greece have gone, oh, hang on a minute, like, that's not fair. They've got the money to do it. I'm all right, Jack. So it's a really complicated situation. And all of that means, yes, charging our cars does get a little more expensive. Um, and, uh, and, it, and it changes country to country. Now we'll talk a little bit about China. And uh, there, uh, China is taking a cautious approach to balancing its carbon neutral commitments, writes, well, Chinese media, the South China Morning Post, Xi Jinping uh, affirming their net zero commitment and at the same time touting the value of coal. At the opening of the week-long Chinese Communist Party's National Congress, the 20th National Congress, I've been following it uh, this week, not closely, uh, you know, (laughs) I've been glued to my screens, but it's interesting um, to follow this. And the president, um, President Xi is addressing the need to push the country's green development. They talk about reducing CO2, but at the same time, accelerating construction of coal plants. So um, according to the Chinese media here, uh, where I found this story, which again is very much through the filter of Chinese media, um, says that mentions of low carbon development were tempered by an emphasis on ensuring a steady energy transition, and including the use of coal to avoid disruption. There have been big power disruptions in China over the last 12 months, factories having to uh, shut down or limiting their hours of operation. 
because of power shortages. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of renewables being added to China's grid, but also a lot, a lot of coal as well. And that is really bad news. Now, what's the deal with Google and Android in cars? We talk a lot about Polestar and Volvo using it in theirs. What about others? Stellantis had uh, committed to using it, but have now cooled off by the look of it. Uh, Google's takeover of the dashboard was looking inevitable. Volvo, Renault, General Motors, Stellantis all began rolling out development of Android Automotive. But now, certainly Stellantis, which of course have many brands under the umbrella, um, looks like they're just rowing things back a little bit. The benefits of running Android as an operating system, not just Android Auto in your car, but the actual OS was you could tap into all of that Google ecosystem, voice control, Google Maps, Google Play Store apps and things like that, Renault, Volvo, Polestar. They've all gone down this route of heading towards Google. Uh, But the chief technology officer of Stellantis says, we've decided we're going to not move to Google. What it means is that Stellantis retains control of what the customers see and experience on the dashboard. The danger is you spend all of your money on doing your own software. And then the minute one of your drivers gets in the car, your customers, uh, they just plug their car in and use CarPlay. And it's like, we just spent all of this money. So they say that if if we're going to do it, it has to be as good, if not better, than CarPlay and Android Auto. But Stellantis saying, no, we'll do our own software. Hey, it it better be good. Because uh, I think the gold standard of anything, not just EVs, the gold standard is Tesla. But then not far behind is... Google and Android Auto, so uh, as, as an auto, uh, Android Automotive, as an OS. So um, they've got to spend some money, and they've got to get good people. And if you muck it up, it makes a difference. Now, finally, uh, Westboro, electric vehicle battery recycling firm Ascend Elements, just got $480 million in matching funds grant money uh, to support their new facility in Kentucky. The grants are part of the U.S. DOE's infrastructure law and they're giving out 2.8 billion dollars through the infrastructure investment plan and a big chunk of money going to this uh, facility in kentucky construction started in october and that's going to serve as a place where the company can use their technology to make cathode active material for lithium-ion batteries about 250,000 evs worth a year right thank you very much to all of our patreon supporters our Premium partners, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby, Porsche of the Village of Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, uh, National Car Charging on the US mainland, and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, and Derek Riley's EV Review Island YouTube channel. Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK. Octopus Electric Universe, global public charging made simple with one app and one map. And milbrookcottages.co.uk, five-star luxury cottages in Devon where you can jump in the hot tub while your EV charges. Thanks to our partners, David and Lisa Allen. Thank you so much. Yuka Kukunam from shift2electric.com with the number two. Rajiv Narayan, Michael Lumley. Get your battery reports at recurrentauto.com and Darren McCleskey from DeNovo Real Estate and all of our exec producers. Quick mention, as I always do on a Sunday, thank you, Adrian Bond, Alan Chedd, Alex Vanahini, Alexander Frank, Anders Hove, Andrea Jefferson, Andrew Luoma, Andy Nancaro and Lillian Cass, Asir Khalid, Bjard Fjukstak, Bill Calhoun, Blaine McKinney, Blunderbuss Jones, Brian O'Leary, Brian Thompson, Bruce Bohannon and Chad Lane. 
Charles Hall, Christopher Bath, Colin Hersey, and Cam ZV. Craig Rogers, David Dysart, David Finch, David Partington, David Prescott, and DC EV. Ed Cortine, Eddie Regassa, Eric Hansen, Eru Kuni Nyombi, uh, Frederick Ravik, Gene Rubin, George Totorolo, Heinrich Leisner, Helmut Selka, and Ian Waddy Watkins. Ian Griffiths, Ian Sear, Jack Oakley, Jacob Kuhn, James Penfold, James Store, Jan Yan from eMobilityNorway.com, uh, Jim Morris, John Schroeder, John Vandervoort, John, who is Beardy McBeardface at Ken TVs, John Manchak, Juan Gonzalez, Kester Sandback, Kevin Masson, Lawrence D. Allen, Lee Brown, Luke Cully, Marcel Moore, Marcel Ward, Nathan Gore Brown, uh, Nathan King, Nathaniel Friedman, Neely Roberts from Sussex EVs, Ohad Aston, Paul Stevenson, Pete Glass, Pete Gordon, Peter and D. Roberts, Peter Reiner, Phil Mouchet, Philip Forrester, Philip Troutman, and Raymond, Roll- uh, Raymond Rowledge. A Realtor's Choice Photography, Rob from the RS Thinks EV channel on YouTube, Robert Grace, Saki Payne, Stephen Penn, Steve John, The Plug Seekers, EV YouTube channel, Thomas JTS, Timothy Phillips, and Tyler Voss. Have a good one. See you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.